When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We're presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Happy Monday to everyone out there. Uh, how was your weekend, man? Sounds like you had fun. I, I had a good night last night, <laughs> uh, other than the Chiefs winning, but I almost drank enough to just forget that that happened, so... Yeah? It was close. It's our, close. N- our new reality. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of sad that the Broncos are so bad that it's actually impacting my hate for the Chiefs. Like when this wow. first started, mm-hmm. it was way more painful. Yes. Now I'm just 100%. like, God damn it. You know, and just like roll my eyes. Yeah. Um, and that's, I blame the Broncos for that. I used to like enjoy watching when teams won like their conference title or the Super Bowl, watch the celebration and all that. When the Chiefs <laughs> win it, I just turn it off. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. It's done. Yep. All right, we'll get back to the NFL at the end of the show, but we spoke to Justin Mayers, um, why he picked Colorado, tons of things. Uh, we learned a lot, I think, from this interview. We did. Also, this interview, why we're running a little bit late today, had some technical difficulties with it, uh, but there's a little audio issue. You might notice it in there. We did the best. Uh, Alyssa did the best she could to kind of help fix it. Um, I think it ended up being pretty good, so... Check it out. It was great to talk to Justin, and he's got some some interesting things to say. Yep. Stay tuned. Let's check it out. Joining the show now, we've got former UTEP guard, now Colorado guard, Justin Mayers. Justin, what's up, man? Thanks for joining the show. Thank you guys for having me. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> well, first and foremost, Mayers, not Myers, correct? Yes, yes. All right, like mayors, I'm, as in like the mayor of the city. Yes, <laughs> there it is, the mayor himself. Great to have you on, man. <laughs> um, I I keep messing that up, so it is my promise that I <laughs> that I won't mess it up one more time. I appreciate wow. that. No, you're good. No, a lot of people get it incorrect, but like M A Y, like the month of May, and then Ers at the end, like the but like mayor go. of the city, just say it like that. Yeah. Well, Justin, I mean, a lot of people are excited that you're a buff, and we're wondering why you decided to commit to Colorado. Why buff? See, that's a great question. Uh, This process was uh, very strenuous, and it was a blessing as well. Um, Hitting the transfer portal, I think it was like November 28th, and then (laughs) before I even posted on social media that I had entered the portal, I had about like nine offers within three hours. So the portal was pretty uh, (laughs) hectic. You know, it kind of aids to how, like, the transfer portal, there's a good size to it because, you know, out of high school, you know, I was kind of like a diamond or rough type of guy. I had a few D1 offers, and I played, like, D-line, O-line. But, you know, working my way up through UTEP and grinding and become successful, the portal just, you know, shed light on my name. Uh, I think in total I had, like, 30-something offers. I stopped posting them because it got pretty hectic and <laughs> a lot of coaches and just so much demand, but – it was great, but um, I ended up choosing Colorado just because it's genuine. You know, they're so real. The passion, the fan base is, I mean, it's unbeatable. Um, the coaching staff is what you get every single day. It's no gimmick or any sign of fakeness. Everything felt full circle. I mean, Coach Phil Lodeholt, my uh, head O-line coach, I met him two years ago without even knowing he was going to be my <laughs> O-line coach now, and it's uh, crazy, and Shador and I are like best friends, and before I even committed him, a lot of coaches, they called me like eight times a day, you know, three weeks before I even committed. And it's just, it was consistent, you know, the love and it was real. Cause even a person, it just, it was even better. You know, and a lot of coaches, I think I've talked to over 200 coaches on the phone, hundreds of coaches face-to-face, home visits, you know, FaceTimes, visits in general. And uh, none, none stuck out like Colorado, just the realness and passion, no two-faced, no gimmick. I mean, how, why wouldn't you want to be at Colorado, you know? And, they needed me, not only wanted me, but they needed me. They have a plan for me. You know, I'm a six year guy, graduate transfer, and want to be a leader and just help us align and be the best in the nation. So that's why I bought in and I believe in it for sure. 
That's awesome, man. And we're uh, we're really happy you're here, man. Um, one of the things that I've been most impressed by is the way that you guys as an offensive line and you include Shador as well have come together. So I'm curious why you think that's been possible. That's a great question. You know, most times when you bring a bunch of new group of guys together and have them mix pretty quick, it doesn't always get a positive result. But with us at CU, it's been the opposite. It's been everything how it should be. You know, I think we're all just a bunch of real, genuine guys that have been through a lot. A lot of us are older, which makes it easier. You know, I'm 23 years old, and and all the, a lot of the old linemen that we brought in are all veterans and kind of been in cautious for a while. So when you bring a bunch of seasoned um, individuals together, it just clicks. And Shador, he's a great guy. Off the field, he's the most humble. He's passionate. He's funny, you know. And I think when you just mix great people together, they click. And that's how this proves so far these past three weeks I've been here. And it hasn't been uh, the wrong choice at all. Love to hear that, man. Um, just to go back to when you were in the portal, we've heard reports of lots of schools and uh, coaches negatively recruiting against Colorado. Did you experience any of that at all? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, it's crazy how, you know, hate is real in the world, not only in coaching and sports, but just in general. Um, and it can be toxic, but this, you know, it, get, it gets competitive being in the portal. You know, people try to show you this or that or promise you this and that, you know, and, you know, NIL and stuff like that. So you got to write everything down and make a list because everyone has the same stuff they're trying to promise and or they can maximize this and that times 10 or whatever, you know. So it's just you have to see through it all. But amongst the process, a lot of coaches were, you know, talking badly about Colorado and me and me going there. Like when I was on my visit, I don't know how, but like 20 schools knew I was there and was calling me um, like 10 times throughout the day, sending me texts. I don't know if y'all heard about it. It was like viral for a little bit. Some coach texted me like an essay saying, you know, whatever they offer you there, this and that, we could do that. And, you know, don't drink the, uh, the Deion Sanders Kool-Aid and don't drink the Kool-Aid of the program and buy in. And it was crazy because I was in a meeting with one of the coaches at CU and my phone was just blowing up and I'm like, okay, hold on, let me just check my phone real quick. Cause this, this, you know, someone could be dying or something, who knows, you know? And <laughs> so I checked it and it was just essays of just crazy banter, you know, just um, not to be in like racial stuff, but it was just crazy um, stereotypical terms that was pretty uh, alarming, you know, Kool-Aid being a rapper or just, uh, that gang over there, just, just all types of uh, negative connotations that just sheds a bad light on the college football world. How, you know, when in college football, we're all supposed to be unity and teammanship at the end of the day, but this process can get rigorous, especially if the teams really want you, you know, and they know your worth and they can get, they get pretty ruthless. So I think this process really exposed that. And it was kind of sad because all the coaches that I had made relationships with through the transfer portal process, you know, because you talk to them all the time. Those were some of the first coaches to, tear me down after I committed to CU and tear down coach. I had a lot of coaches say, you know, derogatory terms to me and this and that and just wish the worst, you know, that I just came here. So it just comes with it. But I've learned in life, if people aren't hating, you're not doing anything right. I think I was CU last year. I know Shador was like this number one quarterback, I think college football history last year for the most sacks. And I think, you know, CU has a lot of potential. They have great athletes, great people. I know uh, Coach Deion Sanders and his recruiting crash the team did a great job getting the trenches. And I think last year really proved you got to win in the trenches. So I think um, building a star O-line like they have done can scare people. And I know it wasn't just me. I know a lot of people like Jordan and other people had the same negative experiences like I did when it came to coaches. First of all, it's just disgusting to hear someone. It really is. Um, but I'm curious two-part question i guess one yes. was there a part of you that heard that stuff and it almost motivated you more to join colorado like i'm going to show them and then two was there a part of colorado not playing those games that was also encouraging you to you in terms of what they're really about oh uh, yes sir i think uh colorado kept it simple you know they laid it all on the table um the recruit process i think I think I had over like a thousand phone calls between everyone just about they're flying out to see me in El Paso. And a lot of people are afraid to come to El Paso, you know, because of the border and stuff. So it meant a lot when coaches would fly out there, even for an hour or two, you know, to come see me over there. So <laughs> it, it, it meant a lot. But I think, like you said, it kind of motivated me more because um, 
you know, I could have declared for the NFL this past year, um, you know, but I feel like doing one more year and just trusting in God and getting guaranteed top four rounds, that's like the best option for me. And, you know, see you laid it out. I mean, Coach Prime and them, they have pro, they hold you at a pro mindset, pro, pro level consequences. They want you to be the best. All the coaches are either D1 or NFL type guys. And they're all so real. Like Coach Philhold, my online coach, I think he retired in 2016. So it's like, everyone bashing against CU and everyone this and that, it was like, maybe there's a reason because there's so much stuff going on here for the good. Because when you think about it, yeah, um, first year growing pains, I think every school goes for that. Now this is the second year, you know, a lot of guys, including myself and Shador and always Travis, I think, and, you know, this is a big year for the whole team, not only for some of the new coaches like my coach Phil, but, you know, it's time to win. We're trying to get championships. So I think it kind of motivated me like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is the right choice for me. I believe in it. <laughs> I believe our saying that we have. <laughs> yes, sir. And we're going to do it, you know, because it's personal now. A lot of the schools that we play next year are the first, were the first schools that, you know, wish me harm and send me cuss words and text messages because I committed here. So, you know, it's us against everybody. That's our mindset at CU. And we're going to shoot. We're going to prove that. So, yes, sir, definitely motivated me for sure. Well, when you come down to the bar, uh, we'll hook you up with one of our Colorado versus everybody shirts. Uh, yes. I think it fits perfectly. Yes. That'd be uh, great. Um, you, you mentioned Shador and how you've already built such a great relationship with him. I can't help but notice Tyler Brown said the same thing, you know, you know when we talked to him. What is it about Shador uh, that you guys connect with so well? And, and what's maybe, you know, what are people wrong about what, in terms of what they think about him? Uh. First, that was a great question, too, you know, because that played in a role in the recruiting. Um, Tyler Brown, he's a great guy. He's like my brother as well. He was here on my visit. Um, he helped recruit me. He was like one of my hosts, and he's a funny, genuine guy. Um, I call him one of my brothers because you can't call many people that in life your brother, but I can call him. I can depend on him. Uh, I, know, I, I know how he is. I know how he's built. He's just a great guy, and I'm happy that he gets a, another year to come back and you know, and play because I know how his story was last year. So I love him. I'm happy for him. And Shador, you know, um, you know, in the field, you know, I guess I feel like I feel like it's a good thing. You know, you want a quarterback to have that swag that, you know, that it factor. You know, Tom Brady has one, Peyton Manning, um, Jalen Hurts. Every quarterback has Pat Mahomes. You know, everyone has that one thing that separates them. And, you know, I think it's a good thing. But off the field, if you have a guy that's off the field, just a great guy, um, two different versions of himself, just a guy that you can depend on, trust in, you know, laugh, joke all night to like 3 a.m. with, you know, that's the guy that you want. And then he's definitely that. And uh, and when I met him, even before I committed here, just on phone calls all the time, I didn't see this Shador that people talk bad about um and nothing like that i'm a guy where i have to meet you in person to see how you are because i've been through a lot you know i've been in college for like six years now so i can tell who's real and who's not but him tyler brown i think there's a bunch of great guys here that people don't understand and uh i think that's why when you hear the negative connotations against them it kind of doesn't match because in person they're just guys you could you know depend on with your life and he's a these are great guys tyler shador and i think that's why like i think we all hang out every day almost just genuine, just laughing, not needing anything from each other. We're just friends, and that's how it should be. And I think building the off-field chemistry makes the on-field chemistry even better because we can talk to each other, not even talking. We can just give each other looks and just dominate, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all building relationships. So on the field, we can just win. And the world doesn't want us to win, so this is a this it's great. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Love that, man. I want to ask you about uh, Jordan, one of your newer teammates, I suppose. You know, you come in as a vet. Uh, Benson comes in as a vet. Shador's a bit of a vet at this point, but now you guys have this uh, this young player who's going to be playing a very important position. It seems this year. What can you tell us about him and how he's you know kind of growing up and becoming a college football player? Oh yes, sir. I think I just give all the uh, props to recruiting coordinators here. All the, there's like 10, 10 people on the staff. I think Jordan. He's a great kid, great guy, great young man. Um, like I said, you know people people see everything in the pictures, but you know until you meet them. Um, he's a great guy. He's funny. He's smart, charismatic. Uh, he's always calling me. We always. He's he's a great guy, and I think that's good because when you bring a great young man like him into a program, 
especially on a line with old guys that are veterans that can give them all the keys and like the shortcuts and hey like I'll tell them hey I, I've been through all this so I can give you the cheat code to avoid this and that and so you can have a way smoother path and I think it's a blessing for him and myself because I get to you know mentor a young man and See, I, he can make it to the NFL for sure. I think everyone on our online can. And I think him as a young age and all the accolades he's already accomplished, you know, it, is, it sets a tone for who he is. And um, I tell him every day, embrace it. Love yourself. Work hard. And you're going to have hard days. But remember those hard days because it's going to benefit you later for the future. And you're going to be really successful with that. So I'm excited to work with him this year and play next to him. And I'm excited. So he's a great guy for sure. I think I would be a lot better off in this life if when I was 18, I had a 23-year-old telling me all the tips yep, and tricks no and how to get through. I mean, it, it's got to be really valuable for him. Love it, man. Um, all right, we're going to wrap this up on the show today, but we'll have more content with Justin coming very soon. Justin, yes. thanks for hopping on today, man. Appreciate you. Of course, man. I love you guys, man. Go Buffs, for sure. Thank Let's you. Let's go. Yes, Let's go Buffs. Go Buffs. We love you too, Justin. We do love you too, man. <laughs> um, I feel like we learned a lot from that. Where do we even begin? The negative recruiting? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the headline of that. Uh, it's unfortunate and honestly really gross, as I said, when, mm -hmm. when he said that. like Some of the things that he mentioned are so out of line. And I'm of two minds on this because I understand not wanting to burn bridges. Um, <clears throat> that's something that you're kind of taught throughout your life, like, Hey, maybe, you know, you don't end up going to one place, but you don't want to burn the bridge because you might never know when you need that. Right. At the same time, those people who are saying those things deserve to be exposed. Yes. Um, like m making gang references, the rapper thing, all of this the is Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid. Yeah. I mean, like the, the gang and the rapper thing is what really bothers me. That's, you know, like there, there's at least people are trying there have been people who've tried to defend the kool-aid saying you know saying that's like a more of a reference to the waco whatever mm -hmm. thing but that's such coded language we know what it is it's racism exactly and it deserves to be exposed and called out mm -hmm. at the same time like i'm not asking justin to go out here and right. you know put them on blast directly <laughs> and you know start this whole thing but one way or another we deserve to 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 expose those people for saying shit like that and then they're like cursing him out after he commits like yeah what are we doing here it's wild the one of the most wild parts to me about what he said is when he comes on his visit to colorado and he's like phone is blowing up even more then than when he entered the portal it sounds like and it was blowing up when he entered the portal didn't even post on socials like he said but to like directly attack someone when they're on a visit at another school it's like I don't know. We said we've said it a lot of times the past few weeks. If you don't have like anything nice to say about yourself, you're not gonna, or I guess you're more willing to say bad things about another program. That's basically what's happening. Totally, totally. And um, you know, Coach Prime stands on the fact that they don't negatively recruit. Not just him, but he tells his staff like the fastest way to get fired here is to start talking bad about someone else. Mm -hmm. I think that that goes a long way with these kids. I yeah. I would notice. I would notice if one school is saying, don't go to Colorado, don't go to Colorado, don't go to Colorado. And then you have the other school saying, hey, you should come to Colorado and like mm -hmm. never even mentioning who you're going exactly. up against. Um, it, to me, to mention another school shows that you are intimidated by said school. You're afraid mm -hmm. of said school. You feel like you're losing to said school. That alone is lame. But it does happen everywhere, and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. When you bring in the the coded racist language, that's when it becomes really fucked up. Uh, and again, what I don't understand about all that is like, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where that's where the whole thing gets like right. I get confused. Mm -hmm. Why are you using coded racist language to young black men? Yes. <laughs> it makes no sense. To try and get them to like you. That's how threatened they feel. They're literally pulling out all the stops saying anything as negative as possible to try and convince the kid that, you know, this isn't the right fit for them. But to what you it's said. It's so dumb. Like, how, re how revealing does this have to be for players who they hear nothing but bad things about Colorado 
and how, you know, oh, you want to be a rapper, whatever they say about it. You then go there, realize it's just a bunch of genuine people who really want these kids to succeed, not only in football, but outside of football, grow their brands, like yeah. do all this, like we, we could say innovative stuff, but it's not really innovative, like helping someone like blow up their brand. It's how you should be doing college football now. And they're just intimidated by it. Yeah, it's, it's all backwards. It's all backwards. Um, we are going to talk about BJ Green here in just a second, but I do want to give that uh, Justin my Mayers. <laughs> I caught myself. I caught myself. Justin Mayers uh, interview. Uh, it's due time because I uh, appreciated him coming on. He was awesome, man. Yep. That's I walk away from every one of these interviews, no matter who we've talked to last mm -hmm. year, this year, anywhere in between, being so impressed at the quality of young man yep. that plays for the University of Colorado. I mean, think about the guys that we've talked to. Dylan Edwards, um, Tyler Brown, Cam Silman Craig, the, Shane Cokes. Mm -hmm. The list goes on and on and on and on and on of every single guy that you talk to. And if I didn't mention someone, it was not on purpose. Because I truly believe we're at a 100% hit rate of when I leave these talks, I just, be, I just come away being like, wow, that is an impressive young man. With characters, the last of the four, yep. but man, if they don't like scout the hell out of these guys' character and just really knowing that you're bringing in good people into the program, that's one of the things they've done the best this entire time they've been here. Yep. And if you just look like so many of these guys, you can imagine why they're friends, why they get along. Yes. Like you can totally imagine Jordan Seaton and Justin Mayers getting along so well because it's like they're both high character, mm -hmm. really nice people um i do think it's a testament to jordan seaton that he's a five-star 18 year old and he's getting along so well yes with someone who is a grad transfer 23 years old six year of football yeah i mean like if you think about someone who's five years younger than you especially then 18 to 23 is oh, a yeah. huge difference 18 I was an absolute idiot. Mm -hmm. 23, I was already working for this company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. those five years are everything. Yeah. The fact that Jordan Seaton comes in and is essentially vibing with all these guys and they don't roll their eyes like, oh, here's the yeah. five star kid coming <laughs> yeah. in looking to be a starter right away. It says a lot about Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Another huge takeaway is just that and how. It makes me even more excited for Jordan and more hopeful for his future at Colorado because he has this experience all around him to just glean from, uh, just be a sponge, learn everything you can from these guys. I, he's going to be set up so well for his future. Maybe it's only three years he plays college football, but he's going to be, can't help but feel like he'll be further along than most guys only three years in who are declaring for the draft right away. Yep. Uh, anything else from Justin's interview? Oh, man. Um, oh, I've got something. Just the way everyone talks about Shador and yes, how easy he is to get along with. I mean, we've kind of experienced it just talking to him, you know, in the hallway or whatever, yep. or at media day, whatever it is. And you see it on well off and reach the people. But Shador is just he's a guy, man. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And that's something that um, is going to translate really well for him in, in an NFL locker room. Mm -hmm. You know, again, people forget that his mentors. Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> and Tom Brady, if you talk to people who played with him, one of the number one things they say about him is like, oh, he was one of the guys. Mm -hmm. um, Peyton, too, they said that. Yeah, 100%. Peyton really was, too. And if you... I don't want to get this into a whole thing, so I'm not going to name names. Other <laughs> quarterbacks. Sure. <laughs> people have the opposite feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, he was never really around. He wasn't really like hanging with the guys. He was too. He was larger <laughs> than life. Yeah. Um, and I truly believe that, like, if if Shador was asking Tom, like, hey, what, like, how am I going to, what do I need to do to fit in an NFL locker room? Like, mm -hmm. that's something he would tell him. Go, you know, go in there and just be one of the guys. Go out for beers with the guys or whatever. Like, yep. um, you, you, and you hear that and you see that. You know, Shador goes out to dinner with these guys. He hangs out with them. They, they mob into, uh, you know, the CU Event Center all mm -hmm. together as a group. This I think there's a a image that's portrayed on social media based on kind of like what people th <laughs> what people 
think they see of Shador. And obviously, like, Shador is wearing designer and, like, driving a, a Maybach. And mm -hmm. he's, of course he's posting on social media because it's badass. Yeah. But then they see that and they're like, oh, he's, like, that other side, right? Mm -hmm. He's the larger-than-life guy. He's not one of the guys. Then you talk to the players. The players are saying he's one of the guys. Yep. Um, Lamar Jackson, one of the guys. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, one of the guys. Mm -hmm. As much as I hate him. <laughs> we'll get back to NFL stuff. You'll be able to vent everything at the end of the show if you want. I don't need to vent. You don't oh, need to vent about oh. the Chiefs? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh -huh. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Shout out to our good friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. They've got a beer for any occasion, and they've been doing it for 33 years. Uh, you can try out some of our favorites here at the DMVR bar. We've got them on tap. Uh, we've got good company hard seltzers in cans as well. Um, come down, have yourself an Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden, or Broncos Country Pale Ale. You can also check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you. What else we got? We have Illegal Pete's. Oh, man, that sounds good. Yes, Might have to go to Illegal Pete's right after this. Let's go. Um, little uh, reverse nachos, if you will. Uh, steak queso burrito whatever you get over there they have like taquitos that people love mm -hmm. um fish tacos i've heard the too. fish tacos slap the fish burrito steak and potato they've got so many great options over at illegal pete's in my opinion for my money the absolute best when it comes to a fast casual burrito joint uh and it, it just has like a colorado feel to it yep. when you go so you obviously are supporting local um but you get delicious food while you're at it by the way uh, everyone was assuming who I was talking about. <laughs> I'll give you an example. There's, it's not just one person I'm talking about. Uh huh. And I will put this. I will say this name because I, I don't think people believe me if I just say. Philip Lindsay told us on a podcast one time that he would walk by Case Keenum in the hallways. Oh God! When he was the quarterback, and he just like would wouldn't say anything. Would just ignore him. He literally said that. I think it was who's, who came after that. Was it Joe? Joe Flacco, yeah. He was talking about why Joe was so great. He's like, yeah, when we see him in the hallways, he like actually says hi. <laughs> I was like, did someone not do that? He's like, uh, yeah, the last quarterback. <laughs> oh, my God. Can oh, you imagine that? We're so cooked, bro. We are so cooked. All right. Um, <laughs> we actually worked this out pretty good timing-wise. BJ Green is uh, officially committed to Colorado now. Let's go. Other schools are green with envy. <laughs> they really probably are. Probably are. Probably, you know, texting them curse words as we speak. A uh, lot to get in here at BJ Green, man. Uh, probably he graded out, according to PFF, as ASU's best defender last season. Wow. Um, what a story, too. I think he played for Coach Prime uh, in youth football. Mm -hmm. Didn't really get too many offers as a recruit coming out. He played at uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. That's his hometown. Walks on to ASU, earns a scholarship as a freshman, which is already impressive, yeah. then becomes one of, if not their best defensive player. Now he's a buff. Dog. I mean, truly. I know we, th we say that word a lot. Mm -hmm. It's There's a reason. It's like one of them, maybe number one checkboxes when they're recruiting players, what they're looking for. Yep. Um, look, this is not a slight to players who come in with high ratings. But you see this happen in the NFL all the time with undrafted players. Mm -hmm. They come in with a different edge, yep. right? And, I, you know, whether it's Philip Lindsay or Chris Harris or any of these great Broncos who are undrafted, they always have this little thing about them that just can't be replicated. Um, now, again, that doesn't mean that highly rated players can't be hungry. Mm -hmm. But when you're an undrafted player, it like affects your um, your contract negotiations and all this stuff. It kind of follows you around forever, and those guys exist with this chip on their shoulder. Yep. A walk on's the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, a guy who basically said like, you know what, I'm gonna go prove it for myself. And the fact that he did it that fast is remarkable. He only played in six games as a freshman. Only had eight total tackles, but five TFLs and five sacks. I think he had five sacks. And that's literally what got him the scholarship. Yep. Uh, it, it, um, one of Neely's guys who I, I taped an interview of him um, when we were at the UCLA game. I think it's Thad Boy. He's a comedian. Mm -hmm. um, he has like this bit that he does like three star versus five star player. Um, and just kind of how like the three star has to come in and just like outwork and, out, you know, do all this stuff to get in. And this is even 
bigger gap than that. Yeah. It's like he comes in, they've got him as a walk on, and he just starts eating at practice. And the coaches are just like, what the hell? Who is this guy? Like, I think we're going to have to play him, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he goes in there, he starts making tackles for loss. You got to put him on scholarship. Um, He's earned it all the way through. And again, that's just, it's just hunger. It's just that hunger to go from walk on to the NFL, which is the path that he's on, uh, just takes a, a, a different type of hunger. He's listed at 6'1", 270, so I guess you can call him a bit of a tweener if you want. He does play edge. That what, That's what he was listed at um, at ASU. Again, we don't really know what kind of fronts and stuff schematically we're going to run. We don't really have a defensive coordinator right now, and D-line coach is up in the air. But at this point, he's got to be – I mean, we've got a strong top four now of edge rushers. You add in Quincy, you add in Samuel Okunlola – um, Nikhil Webb Walker, who else am I missing? Did I miss someone? Sorry, I wasn't listening when you started. It's all good. <laughs> Either way, um, that's a whole new two deep at edge with BJ Green now. I was reading the comments. He actually had his best season of last year against the Buffs. Uh, most tackles in a game, he had seven. He had one and a half TFLs, including a sack. Um, he just seems like a difference maker for any defense, really. To be able to come in as a a walk-on freshman and have that edge, like you said, and emerge as the best player is, I mean, these are the guys you want to take shots on out of the portal. This is exactly who you want to join your team via the transfer portal. Absolutely. And I love the pre, the pre-existing relationship with Coach Prime once again coming through for Colorado. Uh, and it goes back, you know, people were talking about Shador and the, the love that his teammates have for him. It does go back. That's, that's Coach Prime. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Coach Prime is friends with everyone he's ever, like, walked past. Right. Because everyone likes it. You know, and and again, the it's it's a, similar to what I was saying earlier about don't burn bridges. But it's like if you are kind and have positive interactions with everyone throughout your life, like those things will come back around for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a perfect example of like coach him when he was a kid. The kid probably loved him. Mm-hmm. His parents were like, "Wow, like I cannot believe Deion Sanders is coaching our son. Right. You know, this is incredible." loved the way that he did it they probably you know he probably took all sorts of life lessons from that time with coach prime so then when it all comes back around it's like okay i you know i feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. it's the same thing it's like one of coach prime's teammates from when he's you know playing is like oh man i would i would trust Deion sanders to lead my kid in the right direction because i've seen the way this man operates so um it's it's really cool and i think he's going to be a fan favorite I think so too. Keaton Wade's the other new edge. We gotta I watch. I, w- I want to go back and watch that ASU game. First of all, fun game. Win mm-hmm. on a game winning field goal. I want to watch conducting the band. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, I rewatched it after that. This will actually only be my second time seeing it because I don't remember the first. <laughs> uh, he's already rated as a four star transfer. He did commit to Washington. Uh, ended up flipping once you know all that turmoil happened with the head coaching. Uh, carousel rated the 65th overall player in the portal the seventh defensive lineman um he's not updated on 247's top 100 yet for whatever reason on three had him top 25 okay okay he is there um but a few guys who are above him in terms of best commits that we've got in this transfer cycle samuel okanlola 45th overall that's another edge uh, Quincy Wiggins, 52nd overall. That's just another edge. Um, and then we had Will Shepard in there, and then B.J. Green. So fourth best according to 247. On three had him higher. I mean, this is the – did the edge room officially become stacked now? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. I think so, Absolutely. Too. They just reached stacked levels. I can't even – I mean – I'll throw out a number. I don't know how many sacks they had last year. Maybe 20-some. Like, it wasn't a super impressive amount. They did put pressure on the quarterback. JD had five, I think. So yeah. um, you can get more production there. But now you've got dudes. Yes. Like, Lola proved as a freshman that he can do this. Mm-hmm. BJ Green, we just told you about. Quincy Wiggins was the best recruit out of uh, Louisiana in his recruiting class and is just a monster yep. frame to deal with. Yeah, I mean... You kind of have everything you want, right? You got old production, young production, mm-hmm. um, potential, you know, yes. ceiling with Wiggins. It's all, I mean, this is exciting, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't mean to forget anyone. Arden Walker, who was like of being course. praised at the end of last season. He had great moments on the field. 
Um, you just go on and on. Kyrie Mann's had his moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Tajay McCoy got out on the field as a true freshman. Like, it just goes. The list is really deep now. This team got better this offseason. Yep. Not just like a little bit better, like drastically better. Improved on all their deficiencies. And if this, I mean, getting, sometimes getting after the passer just is the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you were able, you weren't able to, and they were. And yep. the game's just over, like on paper before, you know, you even have to play. It's like last year there were some games that they let them sit back there and you can have a great secondary, but if you just, you know, let that quarterback pick you apart, I mean, I should have to donate to the jar for mentioning this, but the second half against Stanford, that mm-hmm. dude is just standing back there in a clean pocket, right. throwing to that one wide receiver all game long. Um, th- that won't happen this year. This is a legit group of guys who have proven they can get after the passer. And then, I mean, we're going to forget about some guys, but Brandon Davis Swain coming in too was just the Michigan defensive player of the year. Um, led his team to the playoffs. He does have an injury he's kind of working through right now, but he's been more, I think, like top 175 player ever since he committed to Colorado. Yep. So I'm correct in saying that Tajay McCoy is a true freshman. Yes. Right? That's yes, yes got yes. me questioning myself there, Mars. No, he was. Um, that's the other thing. David's comment is Quincy Wiggins going to play inside with like him? Uh, BJ Green, you could even throw out there. Like Keaton Wade's a big edge too. Like I know we kind of threw this, you know, potential thing out there last year. They didn't really do it. Uh, just lining up four pass rushers, you know, putting JD and Taj uh, Alston, you know, at tackles basically, and then going from there. But Eric Brantley, yeah, man. I mean, you've got tons of options. There should we should see a ton of mixed fronts. Um, I'm hoping we see like. Some exotic blitzes, just like you. Could, I feel like you can do a lot with the players that you have on this defense now. Absolutely, whoever this defensive coordinator is is going to have some weapons, mm-hmm. and they're going to have a lot of options of the way they want to attack the passer. I mean, NASCAR packages, yep. whatever. I I like the idea of BJ Green rushing the passer from the interior mm-hmm. on third downs. Yeah. Um, he was listed at 270. I think I already said that. So we'll see once he gets in the Coach Mo's uh, program if he's one of the guys that slims down a bit or if he bulks up and maybe we do have a new defensive tackle. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Chido- we haven't talked about Chidoze because we were talking about edge players. Yeah. I mean, guys, we're not going to be able to mention every <laughs> single player from last year and who came in. So. Well, and we're talking about edge guy. Exactly. <laughs> All right, huge shout-out to our friends over at Snarfs. You guys know we're massive fans of Snarfs here at DMVR. Uh, not just Snarfs sandwiches, but Snarf burgers as well. Some of the best sandwiches and burgers uh, in the Denver area. They're also in Boulder. Go ahead and check them out. Um, we've got tons of favorites from there already. The pastrami, the hot dog sub, the uh, what would you get, the turkey and provolone. Yep. Tons of good stuff. Go check them out. Also, check out our friends over at GameTime. Use the code BUFFS. That's BUFFS. When you sign up at GameTime to get $20 off your first uh, purchase from GameTime. Um, won't do much of a dent on Super Bowl tickets, uh, which are insane right now, but that's just the sad world that we live in with Super Bowls. It's not GameTime's fault. GameTime is the best place. If you were going to the Super Bowl, I would recommend using GameTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, go and wait as long as as you possibly can to get in on game time and you can find a sweet deal. In fact, there was a great advertisement, an inadvertent advertisement for game time this last weekend. Um, when 15 minutes before tip off, it was announced that Joel Embiid was not playing. Ah, um, yes. A lot happened this weekend. <laughs> had you bought your tickets 30 minutes before the game, you would have had to pay Jokic versus Embiid prices. Had mm-hmm. you bought them five minutes before the game, which is a tight squeeze, but I've literally done it where I'm in line yeah. to walk into the stadium with no tickets. And then I just buy the tickets when I get close to the door. I don't door. know how you do it, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if I waited to the last five minutes, you probably would have seen a huge drop off in the prices um, once MB ducked Jokic. So uh, that was uh, that was game time. Use the code BUFFS buffs to get $20 off your first purchase from game time. We got some big Buffs basketball games coming up. If you want to use game time for those, um, I think they're both still Arizona on the road. Saturday, right? No, they're still on the road this week. It's a long, extended break here. 
Really? Three consecutive road games. Yeah, they play Utah on Saturday, and then the women play... Uh, oh, I can't remember who they play on Friday. Tough loss for the women. The Oregon State one? Yep. Yeah, and then a little danger yesterday, too, to Oregon also. Uh, I, I actually rewatched that game when I, went, I got home. I just turned on the TV, and it was on, so I watched it. They, mm. were, they were in control the whole time. Uh, they closed in late, though. They um, did. I mean, but I don't think they ever got within single digits. I can't remember. Either way. All right. Um, Shador, Shiloh, and Bucky have bought Coach Prime a mansion, <laughs> which is insane for many reasons. Um, one, it's just beautiful. View overlooking some lake. There's just mount. They're literally in the mountains, like. Just someone just dropped a house right in the middle of the mountains. Yeah. Um, but, man, that's crazy that these kids are... Shador's, what, 21, 22? Shiloh's 23, I think. Yep. Bucky is around my age, and they're buying their dad a mansion. It's unbelievable. Um, I think it says a lot about them. Oh, yeah. Uh, that they recognize, like, everything that their dad has done for them. Uh, and obviously help them all to get to a position where they are mm -hmm. individually, financially well off, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. um, and they want to give that back uh, to their dad. Um, uh, there's a lot of people saying, like, why would they do that? He has plenty of money. It's it's symbolic, right? It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's the old thing. It's the thought that counts. Right. It's not about Coach Prime needing them to buy him a house. Exactly. It's about them showing like everything you've done for us, you've always taken care of us. Now we want to take care of you. Mm -hmm. um, who know? I don't know if that like they've closed on the house or any, you know, any of the details like that. Um, but just even the fact that they, you know, went out, saw, found the place, brought Coach Prime there to show him like, mm -hmm. it's just, is really amazing, and, and again, it's, I think it says a lot about them. And it's in Colorado. This isn't in Dallas. This isn't in Florida. This isn't in Atlanta. This is in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Of, I'm not reading. I know quite as far into that as some others are, but it is true, at least to this point. If Coach Prime had told them behind closed doors, "Hey, look, I'm I'm headed out," mm -hmm. when you guys are, they wouldn't have done this. Yes. Um, how long, how big, how, you know, how, how outscaled that is. I don't know, but he, he says, you know, explicitly in that, I think multiple times, like, man, I, it's so cool to me that you guys want to take care of me, mm -hmm. uh, for when you leave that exactly Bucky's like talking about, or you want me to be taken care of. You want me to be comfortable when you leave something along those lines. Well, Bucky's talking about like when Shador leaves, like coach prime's asking him, you're going to go with him or you stay in here. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he just put it out there. Coach Prime said Bucky's staying. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's true, and it's it's also true that you know you can flip turn around and sell that house for probably more money a year mm -hmm. from now too. But symbolically, it feels like a a laying down of roots more so than anything we've quite seen yet from a real estate exactly. Perspective. The most college football thing we saw over the weekends. Texas, we just got to be better, man. I mean, I don't think it's Texas. So, like, no, it's Texas. To me, it's the Big 12 that's the problem here. For Thankfully, they're leaving. That is true. Um, so, BYU students in the front row came in wearing shirts that said horns down. After the first media timeout of the game, they were told they have to change their shirts. What kind of bizarro world are we living in where horns down is treated like it's a slur? I know. It's, it doesn't say fuck Texas yeah, on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane that they made them change this. Yeah. We have to stop babying Texas. I'm so happy that they are not going to be in the conference next year. Uh, this eh, is. I kind of wish we'd get an opportunity to horns down them ourselves. That's true. That's true. But they're they're so coddled by the conference. Mm -hmm. It's honestly disturbing. Yeah, and now you're just another team in the SEC in a few months, basically. I cannot. I, I hate them so much. <laughs> I hate the, actually. I don't even hate them so much. I hate this so much. 
It's I wild. hate that they got away with with like convincing everyone that this is something that needs to be policed. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? I don't know. Can you imagine like with all due respect, I, I actually like I guess I have to give credit to CSU. Like if they were trying to get it banned <laughs> for the fans to chant, it sucks to be a CSU Ram at the game. Right. Like that would be the most embarrassing thing ever. Yes. I would clown them for eternity. Exactly. If they tried to get chanting that band, like they have them come over the speakers, they're like if Colorado fans chant this one more time, it will be a penalty. You know, like <laughs> yes. what are we doing? Doing this is a 15 yard penalty in the in the big in the Big 12 football conference. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's sickening. How funny would it have been if uh, the BYU students, you know, they take off their shirts and it's painted on their chest, <laughs> horns down. <laughs> you get it tatted on my face. <laughs> what I'm, does horns down mean? It means exactly this. It means... Their hand symbol is that up. I yes. won't even do it. And it's just flipping it on them. Yeah, that's all it means. It's crazy. The SEC, they're not ready for this. The no. SEC is going to bully them into crying yeah. in a corner. They did just beat Alabama last year. I'm just saying, like the fans and the it, yeah, and the SEC better not bring that rule over. No, you can't. Come on, the SEC people are doing the Gator Chomp like in the swamp and stuff all the time. Like yeah. they can't allow this. The SEC no. is above that. They are. I hope. Hopefully, I will lose all respect for the conference if they make horns down a 15 yard <laughs> penalty. Takeaways from conference championship game weekend. Anything particular? Um, exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. Uh, I, I know. I had Chiefs Niners. Um, I knew the Chiefs were going to win. I put 10 units on them to win because I was like, all right, let me just bet an amount that if they win, it won't be as sickening to me because mm-hmm. I'll have a bunch of money. I'm going to cry into Benjamins. Um <laughs> I didn't put enough. I don't think didn't it's didn't help. I just felt like I had dirty money. So uh, at least you have money, man. I had a underdog parlay, so the Lions screwed me out of plus like eleven hundred there. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But either way, it's like I I just knew I wanted to believe so deeply that Lamar Jackson (sighs) could go throw for throw, play for play. Maybe not throw for throw, but play for play with with Mahomes make the crazy miraculous rabbit out of a hat plays and he does make them at a rate that pretty much no one else can do other than Mahomes Josh Allen and him Mm -hmm. but Mahomes can just make them a little bit more and I was just like sometimes Lamar does it and the pass is like one inch off and that's all the difference it needs it doesn't matter against any other quarterback but when you're going up against Mahomes you have to make all those Mahomes is like throwing a pass while he's getting hit that's literally tumbling somehow it ends up in Kelsey's hands like he's just different man and uh it's unfortunate uh because like we've we've been on the right side of this it's playoff Jokic right playoff Jokic is a different animal and you know Lakers fans are still crying about him hitting those crazy fadeaway shots it's like that's what he does Mm -hmm. and it's it's like the same thing and like I just have to come to accept it because I see Mahomes do that, and it, I, I'm not like throwing my arms up in the air. I'm just like, yep, yeah, that's what he does. I mean, can't do anything but shake your head anymore. I really wanted it to be Lamar, man. I love Lamar, but um, I I also don't subscribe to the idea that like Lamar choked. Mm-hmm. I think that the the Ravens had a terrible game plan. Um, my big takeaway, I guess, this is more on the Lions side, but I feel like it kind of relates to see is just how hard it is to win and close out games sometimes. Like this happens in the NFL and conference title weekend. And CU had, you know, issues with that last year with closing out games and putting together complete games, you know, playing four consecutive strong quarters. Like it's hard to do at any level. Totally. And the the thing is, like, every I don't want to keep doing this, but like every year they do this, they just get stronger. They've all been there. Yeah, they're unkillable. Like, like Lamar was was in a position that he hadn't been in before. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has been there every fucking year of his career. Just shake my head. As for uh, as for the other side of things, do you think that the Lions choked? Yes, because I don't. I think they just got a couple bad bounces that flipped the momentum to a place that they they couldn't get it back. 
I don't think I think they choked. I don't think Dan Campbell did. I kind of respect the decisions, honestly. If it, if that's what's got you to that point, yeah. stick with it. Like dance, dance with the ones that brought you. Exactly. But just the I mean, they just couldn't stop the Niners in the second half. It felt like it all kind of snowballed from the Ayuk Lynn Swan catch that was incredible. Yeah, totally. By the way, I don't know if you were just saying this in general, but I definitely don't think I put down Lamar. <laughs> no. I love Lamar. It's just Mahomes is just different in the playoffs. He really is. Sucks. No one wants to not say that more than me. It's terrible. All right. uh, Let's wrap up. Let's do uh, Super Chats and questions. What's up, Caleb? He says, pressure is on Dion now to get our D-line coach higher right. Sko buffs. Uh, We'll see what's going on with Sal. Yep. uh, DC and D-line potentially. Very interested to see how that all shakes out. And again, maybe that is a position where depending on the DC, like coach prime saying, Hey, like if you have a guy that you want to bring in for defensive line or whatever, mm-hmm. let's do it. Um, next one from Jordan. Does BJ green come in the summer or were they able to get him registered for classes this spring? I doubt he's registered and ready since he just committed today. Um, I did see somewhere. I think this was last week. It was like the deadline to register for spring semester classes at CU. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just a theory. No scoop here. Couldn't they have... uh, No, they couldn't have. I was thinking, like, could they have potentially enrolled him in classes just in case? (laughs) But then I think if you do that, then you're, like, tied to the school. But he is a grad transfer, so he can do whatever he wants. Is he a grad? I think so. He's played three years. I just didn't know if he was a first-time, you know... I guess regular eligibility transfer a grad. I think he's a grad. Well, then if he's a grad, I'd I'd still say he's probably coming in the summer. Then. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Most I, of them are coming in the summer. The grads. I truly don't know how this stuff works, but I'll uh, find yeah, out for know, tomorrow. Man. Well, then J- Justin's here, so I don't know. He's a grad. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. It, it's all. <laughs> it's all uh, just random, but it is. It would be hard to. Can you imagine? starting school like three weeks late no like you just missed the first three weeks of school yeah <laughs> sounds hard as hell we'll see i guess we'll see what happens uh anything else that was it today, was it today. all right hit the thumbs up crush the thumbs up yep and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify subscribe to this youtube channel as well uh we'll have someone in studio later in the week and uh, more Justin content coming soon, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> As you guys can tell, we had some some technical difficulties with Justin. Uh, we'll get him in the studio at some point, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. And many more to come. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. We all silly like the mayor.